Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Matthew Gavidia, editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. AGMC.com recently launched a resource center, the Center for Health Equity and Access, dedicated to promoting education, advocacy, and best practices for improving health outcomes and reducing health disparities. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we feature several leaders in diversity, equity, and inclusion, advancing health equity in their respective organizations' policy and practice initiatives. Dr. Terrence Mays, Associate Dean and Executive Director for Strategy, Equity, and Inclusion for the Stanford Medicine Enterprise Strategy Team, firstly speaks on his recent appointment as the inaugural chair of the National Comprehensive Cancer Network's new Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Directors Forum. You know, I was honored to be uh, appointed the inaugural chair of the NCCN Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Forum. Um, The National Comprehensive Cancer Network, or NCCN as it's called, is an alliance of 32 leading cancer centers, uh, all of whom are really devoted to patient care, research, and education. Uh, And Stanford is a proud uh, founding member of this network. We joined in the 90s. Um, You know, the NCCN has long uh, advocated for policies and for practices uh, to achieve equitable and accessible cancer care. Uh, But in recent years, and especially after the violence against Black Americans in the summer of 2020, The NCCN, like many organizations around the world, began to place a much greater and much needed focus on identifying and dismantling those deep-rooted historical social and structural barriers, uh, barriers that have hampered progress, uh, including uh, barriers such as racism uh, and other forms of discrimination. So I'm really proud to be a part of this group. Uh, that NCCN established as a community of subject matter experts, really working together to address many of the issues that I just mentioned uh, and doing so through shared uh, best practices, um, through policy advocacy at all levels uh, and through education. And and that's what I am hoping uh, we will do together as a community. Major aim of the DEI Directors Forum is uh, to increase diversity across the cancer workforce, uh, including clinical staff, including researchers. And I think we enter this work with a more uh, nuanced understanding of what diversity actually means uh, and how it benefits organizations, uh, a better understanding and depth of knowledge than we had decades ago. Uh, We have a much better appreciation for intersectionality, for instance, uh, and a clearer understanding of which data uh, we should be tracking and how to use these data to advance a more diverse and inclusive organization. Um, You know, I call my office at the Stanford Cancer Institute the JEDI office, uh, Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, And when I think about the opportunity ahead of us of how uh, this work is promoted and how it's measured and sustained, I'm interested in us leaning into the J of Jedi uh, because where diversity asks the question, the really important question of who's in the room, 
uh, justice will ask the question, you know, whose presence in the room is under constant threat? Um, you know, justice will ask, what are the structures and the systems operating in our organizations that have allowed these inequities, uh, whether they're related to health or education or income or you name it, you know, what are the historical structures that have allowed these inequities uh, to not just persist, but to thrive? Um, so that is the work that I'm interested in doing, not just with the Stanford Cancer Institute, uh, but also as part of the NCCN DEI Directors Forum. You know, I've had the honor of participating in or, or leading several DEI efforts at the state level, at the national level as well. Um, you know, I recall my time as a member of the team that authored Disrupting the Status Quo. Uh, and this was a special report of the University of California Health Sciences uh, DEI Task Force um, and a document that has served as a strategic guide and plan uh, for all health centers across the University of, of California. Uh, I also spent time serving on the AAMC's Graduate Research uh, Education and Training Steering Committee. Um, I've served as the chair of the inaugural chair of the ACCME uh, National DEI Task Force. And what I've learned really from these and other experiences is that we have to start by listening, right? Um, we need to listen and listen some more, listening to each other, uh, certainly, uh, but more importantly, listening to the communities, those communities that we are all working to uplift. And my job as the chair of the NCCN DEI Directors Forum is to help us to align around a shared purpose uh, and strategy, one that is informed uh, by our community. And then I think I can just sort of get out of the way and, and let the magic happen because we have an incredible group of a very thoughtful and experienced leaders on the director's forum. Joining Dr. Mays at the NCCN's DEI Directors Forum, Dr. Loretta Arunse, thoracic surgeon and assistant professor in City of Hope's Division of Thoracic Surgery and Division of Health and Equities, was appointed as vice chair of the forum. Here, she speaks on her goals and priorities in her new role and motivations for pursuing health equity. Honestly, my thoracic surgery and health equity research expertise is the foundation for my desire to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. Historically excluded patients have the worst outcomes in every lane, and we won't achieve health equity if we don't have, a, have diverse perspectives. We cannot keep doing the same things and expecting different outcomes, so we truly need different voices and points of view. And we need members from the most burdened communities to be at the table making decisions, which will increase diversity. And we need those people to be welcomed and truly supported, thus increasing inclusion. And we need to treat these important members fairly, thus increasing equity. And, and the truth is, DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion is not the natural course. It isn't what happens naturally in a system that was created to advantage certain groups while disadvantaging others. Um, we have to be intentional about these DEI efforts and we must prioritize them 
or the status quo will continue. And the problem is that the status quo means increased death of black and brown groups. And so we, we've got to um, make these changes. And so my experience as a thoracic surgeon and a person or a, a, a researcher that thinks about health equity is the reason why I am such a proponent of um, true non-performative DEI efforts. To achieve health equity, it is imperative that we attain true diversity, equity, and inclusion within our workforce. Um, thus, we must move away from performative measures that simply discuss the benefits of DEI without any real change and instead start making the cancer centers and institutions truly diverse, inclusive, and equitable. Um, right now, there are just too few underrepresented uh, in medicine minorities in the workforce and certainly in leadership. Um, and even if they are there, they frequently experience isolation. And, and the truth is, this has to change. So um, we at the, the new DEI Directors Forum hopes to provide a venue for DEI leaders to share best practices and challenges regarding advancing DEI initiatives at their respective centers and to develop recommendations of new policies and practices to actually support DEI efforts so that we can get to a point where our workforce is truly diverse and is inclusive and equitable and our patients therefore benefit and we can really walk towards health equity. Um, for those who might be new to the healthcare system and to our um, resident doctors and our medical students and those who um, have an interest in potentially health equity or DEI efforts or for doctors who want to make sure that they can give their patients the best care, I, I think I would say that providing equitable care means providing high quality care to everyone, right? Like you can't have equitable care without high quality and you can't ha have high quality without making sure that everyone can get it. Um, we must make sure that all groups have access to high quality care and that the barriers to this care are minimized, right? And so therefore we've gotta be cognizant of what the barriers might be for our individual patients and for communities. Um, and it's important to understand that we must include patients and their families in the discussion and in the decision making. Um, so we have this idea of what quality care, equitable care might be, but the patient in the end has to contribute to that definition. And so as a thoracic surgeon, I might think that the right answer for early stage lung cancer patient is to undergo surgery, period, right? Um, but the patient has to be included. I give them my um, knowledge and my expertise and I give them the data, but in the end, it is a discussion. And so equitable care is care that's high quality and it's to everyone and it's where patient, it's patient centric. Um, and I, I think that we also, with our equitable care delivery, must consider the whole patient. And, for, and that means understanding their social and environmental context, or as we all also call it, their social determinants of health. So um, in essence, I, I do believe that 
equitable care delivery means patient patient centric high quality care that focuses on the whole patient and incorporates them into the decision making Tennessee Oncology, which serves patients throughout Tennessee and Northwest Georgia, recently named Dr. Ricky Martin III to the newly created role of Medical Director for Health Equity and Community Engagement. Dr. Martin, who is also the new president of the Tennessee Oncology Practice Society, lastly speaks on the unique opportunity presented by his role in putting time, effort, and commitment to delivering on health equity. I'm very excited about my new role as Medical Director of Health Equity and Community Engagement. I think first, just to acknowledge what a unique opportunity it is for a company to develop this role, which was the vision of Dr. Natalie Dixon, our President and Chief Strategy Officer. And having this permanent role uh, shows a structural intentionality to putting time, effort, and commitment to delivering on health equity. It's also going to allow us to build capacity and longitudinal relationships with our partners. Um, some of the goals that I will have in this role in alignment with our executives at Tennessee Oncology um, are really uh, best reported as domains, uh, those being patient-centered care where every patient can feel included, um, having the patients and community members as stakeholders, uh, establishing health equity for all people, including our own employees, which means workforce, culture, training, and hiring, um, establishing a research to um, practice pipeline, and then building out those internal medical partners as well as community partners in order to help uh, and start chipping away on social determinants of health. One of the first things that I've noticed um, is that a lot of people have an overemphasis on barriers that are outside of our control, which leads to futile thinking about being able to address accessibility. Uh, and I found in my experience working at Meharry Medical College and Nashville General Hospital and also through my residency training prior working at homeless shelters and other um, settings with targeting vulnerable populations is that a lot of the barriers are local and quite modifiable. Um, thinking even just recently, uh, some of those solutions may include things like telehealth to reach remote populations, um, in-person interpreters or uh, developing even more multi-language uh, materials for patients, uh, welcoming signage, uh, not just from people of different cultures, but even sex and gender minorities, and thinking in terms of patient um, and provider support tools to address uh, social determinants of health in our workflows. Uh, it's why I'm really excited to be with Tennessee Oncology, who has uh, 34 clinics and growing um, in a business model about meeting patients um, in the communities where they live, and, uh, and they're also a company that sees all patients regardless of insurance. I think we have to acknowledge that while it's really exciting that the medical community and more specifically oncology is now entering into this space um, and championing health equity as a cause, uh, this space is not new. So there are a lot of people who have been trying to tackle this for a long time. And so far from reinventing the wheel, we should be listening to people who have been leaders in this space. Um, secondly, uh, again, community and patients need to be stakeholders. So developing things like community advisory boards, whether as a research instrument or even standard of care, is essential. And uh, often putting those voices, too, on boards of directors. 
Uh, as I mentioned before, cultural shift is not just about patients, but your employees. So workplace culture, uh, respect in the workplace and representation, even career growth and pipelines for people from historically disadvantaged backgrounds within your company is critical. Um, lastly, I would say you always need to provide something of value. That is the key difference between health equity and disparities. I think a lot of uh, the work that we've been doing in the space for the past decades is really about defining disparities. And we need to make sure that now that we know these disparities exist, uh, if we're going to do anything moving forward, we have to address those disparities, which takes action and it takes providing something of value to the community. Um, and lastly, just said this many times over, but commitment to the long-term and consistency, that is key. Equity cannot be just something that we do for a single day um, or for a PR campaign and then go about our day uh, in the status quo. This has to be a permanent change in how we are um, addressing healthcare. ajmc.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at ajmc.com or follow us on Twitter at ajmc underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.